I don't know what's happened with the promo there, but it is extra time with me, Dave Downey, Neil Sang, and John McKillop making his debut this evening. How are we, lads? <laughs> hey, listen, he's been a bit nervous, you know. Has no, he? no, I yeah, am. Because he's I he, well. For listeners who don't know, he's, he's sat in the corner for the last couple of weeks, Dave, and he's you know he's giving it me. Oh, all you do, it's just talking on the radio. It's not, and it's you know all that. But 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 the McKillop fella, he's got to step up to the plate tonight. So I'm really interested to listen to his views. I mean, I know him well, but I just don't know how he's going to act under pressure. So I'm really interested to see what his views are going to be tonight on on all matters football, Dave. He seems like a worthy replacement because Lowe's ducked one here, hasn't he? Lowe's ducked it, yeah. He's, yeah. And, and I know you boys yeah. and, and and us on all in the game, which is incidentally coming up at six o'clock. <laughs> uh, I know, I know you Another boys. Another plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be a few of them, Sangy, because you know this is like this is like the warm up show. Is this isn't the warm up? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We're the comedian before the big event. Yeah, we have plenty of. <laughs> Answer, don't we? But you know, you've been taking it a little bit too far the, uh, lately. <laughs> Top informer. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got loads coming up this hour, uh, and definitely Everton, Liverpool, Tramia, all to come in the show. But we've got to start at the main talking points, and it's got to be Alan Pardew from this weekend. <laughs> now, absolutely crazy, wasn't it? I don't know if anyone's seen Jeff Stellan's reaction on, on Soccer Saturday. No, yeah, I've seen it. There's I've a video little, doing yeah. the rounds on Twitter, and he, he goes a bit nuts. And, uh, you know, he, he's giving it loads, saying, Alan Pardew, you'll have the book thrown at you and all that. And I've seen the reaction of the pundits on there, and I've got to say, I did actually imagine it to be worse than it actually was, John. Well, no, no matter if, how you thought it was going to be, he's still threw the head into a player. Yeah. Like if if that I watched the the European game um, Dnipro against Tottenham and I played it after the tongue and it wasn't half as bad as what Pardew did to the whole player, but as a manager, it's it's just it's idi- idiocy. <laughs> Sorry, is that a word? <laughs> hey. What idiocy? It's uh, <laughs> it's just nuts to see it. Absolutely crazy. He's uh, he's been reprimanded by the FA today, saying he was fined at underground by Newcastle. Mm. Uh, I've seen a lot of journalists saying that it was possibly the chance for Newcastle to bin him. Uh, given given the job he's done, I think that's slightly harsh. I mean, I I really can't stand the man as an Evertonian because he was uh, he gave Everton the boot again last week, saying we were having the season of our lives. Yeah, I don't think that's strictly true for one, but also I don't. I, he comes. It seems a bit of a bit of a sleaze ball to me, Alan Pardew. Yeah, Pardew's. he's, he's <laughs> got like, a little like bit the housewife's yeah, choice as un- well. Understand? I understand where you're coming from, and uh, I, on the face of it, yeah, I've met him. I've been in his company several times, uh, particularly when he was at Redden a lot of times, and he was, he's very, very, very impressive, believe it or not. Really good talker, mm. real students of the game. You know, lo- players love him, or players who've played him tend to love him. Uh, he's got that, that style about him. but And that's the thing, I think... Um, you know, a lot of times with football fans, we, we see from afar, don't we? And we judge from afar. Yeah. So I can only tell you from what I've, what, how I know him. In terms of what I saw, um, absolute joke, going on to, in terms of his contract, I think he finds himself really lucky that he's in the position he is in the league table. If he was sort of, I'm not saying fighting relegation, but if he was in the lower reaches, I think he might be struggling given the length of contract. Because when they actually offered him it and, and he signed, I'm thinking... How many years? Yeah. And what have you done? And I'm thinking, flip it. And he's changed the fabric of the club. It's it's a French team now. It's not an English team. So you look at that and several factors in, you think, and all wobbly. As I say, had he been in the lower reaches, Dave, I think he could have been yeah. been gone. So I think his, his form or the form of the team this season has, has arguably saved him at the minute. And it's just, he's a strange one for me because he comes across as media-friendly as well. Mm. He seems quite eager to talk to the media, John, and... It's not the first incident that he's had. I mean, I remember he had the spat with Arsene Wenger a few years ago yeah. uh, when he played Arsenal at home. 
I think he uh, he got the four letter words out to <laughs> Mr. Pellegrini <laughs> early, earlier this shocking by the way earlier this season that was terrible enough and then he pushed the linesman as well uh, and I love his defence <laughs> on on Saturday he come out and said uh, I think it's about time that I just sat in the dugout well no, no kidding Alan you know, <laughs> on you, your hands Alan <laughs> yeah just a bit but you know you see that in the game I mean uh, I, I think the FA have charged him with improper conduct. I mean, you're looking at, I'd, I'd say, well, at least, I mean, you're looking at, um, who was it got a five-game ban for, for uh, uh, an Elka got a five-game ban. Mm. Oh, for his gesture, yeah. Genuine yeah. headbutt and assault. I mean, Duncan Ferguson went to prison for that. So you're looking right. at at least so, yeah. a similar ban for yeah. that, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't see it being um, any any less than what an Elka got, to be honest with you, and I think a hefty fine from the FA as well as well as a ban should be coming to, to, to him. Yeah, I'd... I, it, it, it's weird. I mean, people calling for his, his resignation. I think, or say his resignation, they're saying that Newcastle have grounds to sack him on gross misconduct. I think that's why mm. they're saying, well, you know, you've rooted him down to such a long contract. Mm. Now, as you get out of jail, free card, if you like. Yeah. And there you go. But I mean, Newcastle aren't doing so bad in the league, are they? And yeah. if you look at some of the some of the talent they've got, they have mm. they have got a decent squad. I think it's weird with them and French players in general mm. when they're up for it and on the game. There's very rarely you see anyone better. Yeah. But it's that it, it's I think it's an attitude thing with that, that type of player, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. And, and you know what? In a in a funny uh, a funny sort of way, I think the French lads will have their own camaraderie and team spirit. So that's gonna help Newcastle Football Club, isn't it? You know, where they'll all get together and they'll be you know, they'll read the press. Whether it's in English or whether you can understand it or not, they'll understand the press, they'll understand the message that's, that's being delivered to them that it's not an English side. And they'll have that little bit of a mentality of, well, let's get together, boys. You know, culturally, the dressing room will be sound because it's all French, vastly French. So it's, um, for me, the, the, as a team, he's done well to assemble them. You know, the issue is, did he sack him on gross misconduct? That's the issue. I, I think if I'm, the, if I'm the owner, I look at him and I think he's done well enough for me to, for, for the stay of execution, but I think he's on very, very, very thin ice, Dave, going forward. Um, I mean, I, who knows what his contract is. If, if, if it's under grand fine, it's arguably two weeks, so he's on 50 grand a week. That's not masses of, a massive amount of money for a Premier League manager, so it's not where I think they'd have to consider that. I just think they've got to consider, most importantly, if you're sitting in the stands, you can't do your job. You know, your job, to, mm. for me, is rally the troops. I know you can prepare them as much as you want beforehand and whatever else, but we talk about people like lame managers who, who stand there, McLaren under his umbrella comes to mind, yeah. Sven leaning against the dugout when you're getting beaten in a, in a quarter-final of a World Cup and, and stuff like that. You know, your manager, for me as a player, you want to hear him going, well done, Shanky, well, come on, up the tempo. You want to hear all that from the sideline. If he can't actually do his job game to game, what value is he? You know, yeah, it's, all about, it's all about the three points, isn't it? Let's face it. That's the thing, because he is that type of manager as well that gets the, the troops going from the sideline. So yeah. it's going to be a big blow for them. Be interesting to see what sort of ban he ends up getting from the FA. Um, and another talking point from the weekend, well, obviously I said we'll get on to Everton Liverpool probably in part two. Uh, we'll draw some battle lines then, see, see what's going on <laughs> with me and you, Sandy. Um, Man City. Uh, I was breathing the side relief because it means that sixth place gets Europa League football in the Premier League now, so... Everton all being well, me being optimistic for once, which you don't, which I you, love it. You criticise yes. me for. Yes, I've brought the best out of them. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic we'll finish sixth or better, so <laughs> it should be so an Open League or an FA Cup win. Definitely. Um, Man City, did you see the game? Saw City the game. Sunderland. Yep. I thought it was a really good game for the final. It was. Uh, Sunderland come out the blocks. I didn't sit back. Yeah. Everyone thought they parked the bus. Barini has that great chance when they're one 0 up. 
you're thinking if that goes away, then it's a totally different story. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about him in a second and what his future holds possibly for Liverpool. But oh, have you seen two better goals in a cup final than that? In, incredible one. I mean, I know. And you know, the, the point I want to make is what you said there. I, Sunderland came out the blocks. It's And to me, that's how finals should be played. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're Gus Payet, you're in the changes and you're saying, listen. Enjoy your day. Play with no fear. We're here. We've enjoyed the bu- enjoyed the build up. You know, enjoy the day. Just go out and give it to them. You know, they're expected to win, aren't they? You know, yeah. so go and enjoy it. And they come out the blocks. But you know what I was made up about? And I said this to me boys: when you're a fan of a club and you're in a final, you just want them to score. Even yeah. if you end up getting beaten, you want them to score to take the lead or to draw level because your head falls off. So for that minute. The Sunderland fans were ju- just went ballistic, and I was absolutely made up for them. But then, of course, the juggernaut that's Man City, the quality they have, you know, get them in at half time, he'll give them, you know, a little bit of a, a Pellegrini paste. And I know he's a calm man, but he'll give them a little bit of a taunting to and say, listen, this is about pride. Now, you don't want on a showcase of a showcase event to go out there and, and get done by a team as, as weak and as poor as Sunderland are. And I've been this season. And as I said, my talent shines through at the end of the day, doesn't it? And they were they were unstoppable in the end. I was listening to Jamie Redknapp at half time. I'm not as big a fan as a pundit, John. <laughs> I've, but, seen, uh, I've seen you tweet. <laughs> he, did, he did actually come up with a decent point. He said it was a, it'd be a true test of Pellegrini, and we'll see Pellegrini's two colours. And then listening to Martin Tyler in the second half, it wasn't necessarily a tactical change. It was just two great individual efforts, wasn't it? And Looking at Torre's goal again, I can't believe he hits it from there. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I can't comment on the game because I was at a game myself watching it, so I've seen nothing apart from the Torre goal. Yeah. Just reminds me, Gerard, when he, against Luton, just a, just a little bit more further out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can't take it away from him. But he's got that in his locker, Torre. But, for me, he just doesn't show it enough. Mm. But when it comes to the big games, he does. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Nasri, another one as well, isn't he? Flatters to deceive another French lad as well. Yeah. And what a peach that was. Exactly. But this is, the, the, you know, the whole thing about it is, you know, I think we talk about consistency levels. As a manager, as a fan, you want a player who's consistent, don't you? Um, for me, he's just flatters to deceive, deceive again. Spot on phrase, really relevant to, uh, to him. It, but. What I would say in his, in his, to his, for his benefit is he's got the exceptional in his locker and that, that's the, the reason I think Man City bought him. You, you're not going to buy Sami Anazi for his consistency level. You buy him for his je ne sais quoi. You buy him for his something different, don't you? And, you know, that's what he's got and he showed it again there. The kid's got great talent. If you could just get more of that out of him more times, he'd be a superstar for me. Because as I said, he can do things loads of other players can't. And as I say, some of his talent, some of his skills, some of his ability is just exceptional, Dave. It's at City Talk 1059 if you want to get in touch on anything we're talking about tonight. Uh, perhaps give us your uh, favourite cup final goals, whatever you've seen. I know Stephen Gerrard's against West Ham will be one up there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And tweet at Sangi Footy Agent. I'll get that out the way for you, Sangi. Get that in, son. Wait there, I, I was the waiting killer for it to come. It's all coming out, isn't it? <laughs> the killer needs a shout out. He's toiling for followers, uh, Dave. Uh, you're, uh, you're doing all right, aren't you? I won't indulge, uh, indulge myself. No. I'm, I'm, I'm above that. You don't that. need to when you're in the thousands, Dave. Well uh, yeah, done. I'm above that. So, yeah, uh, give us your thoughts on the best live cup final goal you've seen. Best, best live cup final game. Obviously, excluding 2005 is a bit painful for me to talk about. Um, Fabio Berini then. Uh, Oof, yeah. Well, such a well-taken goal. I'm thinking when he gets to that angle, Sandy, how's he taking it with the outside of his foot? Do you From know there, what? It's such a special finish. It is. It's a great... And again, you know, we, we talk about coaching points for kids. I rewound it for our kids and said, just watch the finish. At first glance, it appears he just puts his foot through mm-hmm. it. What a clever finish to just outside of what bend it round the keeper. Just ridiculously good. Well, if, he, if he hits it with the other side of the foot, I'm thinking it's going 
going wide. It goes he, wide. He needs to get that swerve, doesn't he? It goes wide. I mean, if he tries to put his foot through it, he's he's probably going to drag that one wide. So to do what he's done, I thought was really, really clever. Outstanding finish, and and probably not applauded enough um, for for the technicality of it. But as I say, I showed the kids, and they were like flipping heck, yeah. How do you see that? But you just see the way he opened himself up and just went bump, bent it. Phenomenal effort. In terms of his overall overall performance, I think he's doing better. Mm. I think he's somebody Liverpool fans were desperately disappointed with. Um, but because of his loan spell at Sunderland, I think are half excited about having him back. Now it's going to be really really hard to displace a Sturridge, a Suarez, a, a, even a Sterling. Now dare I say the improvements mm. that kids made mm. have been fantastic. Um, Coutinho, all these, you know, the attacking prowess they've got. But I tell you what, he'll be right in the mix, and and he's 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 miles better than Aspas, who gets better, you know, who gets game time. He's miles better than Alberto, who's been getting some game time. So in terms of having him back, I think he's going to be a big benefit to Liverpool squad. And and again, squad squad depth is something that Liverpool have have mm. sadly lacked over the years. Somebody like him, is he going to be happy now he's been playing? Is he going to be happy to come and warm the bench and maybe get cameo roles here and there? Maybe playing the cups? I mean, who knows? That that remains yeah. to be seen. But but in terms of what he's doing. And you can only applaud the kid. Fair play to him. I think one thing you've got to say, John. He, he looks to me, if nothing else, a bit of a workhorse as well. And that, that's exactly my, what I was going to say. Got, you've got he a works so on hard 20. on the pitch. It's what every team needs as well. And I know uh, before Louisa said um, that Colbach is yeah. supposedly coming to Everton as well. He's another one. The work rate of that kid is unbelievable. Mm. And in, in terms of Bedini, I mean, obviously he never set the, the house on fire, did he? When he was mm. at Anfield in his first stint there. I think it'll be difficult. I mean, particularly if Liverpool get in the Champions League, I think it'll be even more difficult for them to get in. But you, you look at the players they've got. I mean, you need energy, pace, tenacity coming on last last twenty minutes. I mean, similar to Everton in a way mm. with, with Naismith, perhaps. Um, he's probably a little bit more clinical than him in front of goal. Some may yeah. argue. You, you you need that last 20 minutes, Sandy. A player like that's invaluable, isn't he? So maybe there is a role for him there. Yeah, Dave, I do. I honestly believe there is a role for him. You know, Suarez and Stubby, I mean, I saw Sturridge come off the other day, Saturday, and he, and he looked hacked off. But I think sometimes you've, you've got to go hold your hand and say, listen, I've had a great run. It wasn't my day today. I think he made a few poor decisions. Then, for me, you put somebody like a Brini on, where, where the defender goes, flipping, heck, here we go. You know, you know, years ago, Man United would be Solskjaer, wouldn't it? Yeah. He come on and you go, oh, defenders. You know, present day, it's Hernandez. People see off Welbeck and Rooney and maybe a Van Persie and they keep it tight and then Hernandez comes on and nicks one last minute. Barini could have that sort of role. But but again, I don't know the kid. I don't know the size of his ego. He might say, listen, I'm, you know, I, I start every week for Sunderland in the Premier League. I'm not coming, irrespective of whether it's Liverpool or not. I'm not going to come back and sit on your bench. I want a better team than this. So... Who knows whether he's pumping his agent for a for a move or whatever? But a ten million quid that he cost, it, I feel he needs to deliver something for Liverpool. I think the fans will feel that. I think the board, the directors, the manager certainly will will feel that. But most importantly, you'd like to think the kid would want to mm. deliver something for Liverpool, given the faith that Brendan Rodgers has put in him several times at Swansea and obviously now at Liverpool. The kid needs to repay some some of that money for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his summer pans out. It's City Talk 105.9, it's Extra Time. We're back after this short break. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. This show is cursed for those sorts of things happening, isn't it? Dave, don't be coming into extra time and bossing it up. Listen, I, I tell you now, I'll hang round for all in the game after and I'll do worse. I, I listen just 
out of general curiosity, not because I like the show or anything. I normally listen to this every week. <laughs> and it's the same thing that happens every week with those sweepers. Something, something's got to be done. You know, you, you need to get a proper producer in here. Like, well, Jake, I mean, Jake, he's just he's sly on us, isn't he? You're not taking him off my hands. Listen, it's it's wrong. I'll be making a, uh, <laughs> I'll be making a plea to the, uh, the director. Yeah. Uh, the director who's uh, not present this evening. <laughs> right, uh, on Twitter, we've had a couple of tweets come in. Uh, Guinea Copite, I've been assured, is how, how it's said, although it's spelt like the girl from Harry, po Harry Potter, so uh, apologies <laughs> if you are offended by that. He uh, won't be. He's, it's addressed to you, Sangley, flying, aren't we? My head will fall off if we lift the title. Ten cup finals. I'm sick of hearing this cup finals thing, but it's probably right, isn't it? <laughs> um, with that in mind, let's get on and, and talk a little bit about Liverpool to start with. Even though it is a contentious issue on this show, because it's, it's often known as the Anfield Rap no, 2. No, it's not. No, or listen, LFC TV, before, radio. Listen, and we try our best to be impartial, Dave. That's the way we've got to be. I grew up wearing the blue shirt, Don't mate, start as a with young this footballer. Stuff. I'm a Roo, I told you that. <laughs> I've been told John's an official Roo, but you're, I'm, I'm John's not John's a Roo it. as well. Listen, John's got to be impartial. We're here to give it an honest decision, and if you take it wrong in your... How can I say in your negativity and your <laughs> sensitive state? <laughs> hey, that's not my issue. Dave, I'll be honest. When I first met Sang, I thought he was a blue. Really? Yeah. Loads of people have rang me up over the years and gone signing the new Everton kits out. You know, get it for the kids. Once, once upon there a time, he, he was treated as the Everton pundit on this on this show, there you on go. this station, weren't you? Mate. I, I remember one time we played the charity game at Goodison Park, and he turns up, doesn't he? Glory hunting at Goodison Park. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your game. <laughs> Any, anyway, the knees wouldn't allow it. Let's get back to some uh, some proper football chat. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool 3-0 convincing winners at Southampton. Oosh, I didn't again. think that was going to be the case. I thought they'd win, yeah. but not like that. And to be fair to Southampton, they played really well. Yeah. I've seen a stat today, 8 out of the 10 that started outfield players last season in the 3-1 defeat to Southampton started that game. I mean, if that's not a mark of progress, I don't mm. know what is. No, that's it, yeah, absolutely. Liverpool have progressed, for me, beyond, beyond reasonable doubt. Um, there was, there was a stat as well. Southampton's possession was 57%, I think, compared to Liverpool's 43, mm -hmm. which again is unusual. Maybe a symptomatic of them being the home team. Um, but in terms of Liverpool's attack and threat these days, it's just sensational. I think, and, and here's the thing, I think Brendan Rodgers privately will be really pleased with the, with the clean sheet, probably more so than the three. He's got used to seeing two and three and four goals flying in. It's it's the defensive side. And I was impressed with what he said last week as well. You know, people say people said about the back four, and I was critical of the back four, in particular Martin Scale with, with some of the soft things he does. You know, he, he could cost you points. Torre's been a liability. Um, uh, our full-backs prior to John Flanagan, they've struggled. He's been different class, we said about that last week. But He's, for me, he's found there a back four that's really, really capable. There's a load of people who aren't fans of Daniel Lager. I actually am. I actually think he steadied the ship yesterday. Mm. I actually think, think he brings composure. I think he brings experience. I think he's a great foil for Martin Scale, who's, who's a bit more rough and tough. So for me, there's a balance all over. Um, but again, I've got to say, I, and I know he's a scouser, but really, really proud of John Flanagan and how he goes. I mean, as a, as a fellow scout, you look at him and you think, what a progression that kid's made. He looks absolutely... I mean, on the ball, people saying if he had an element to his game that, that was in transition, that was in progression, it'd be on the ball. His passing, mm. his vision, his composure on Saturday, top shelf. I'm, I'm, quite, Again, dis top I'm, shelf. I'm quite disgusted that he hasn't been involved in the England squad this time, you know. I think Rodgers has come out today and said that, hasn't he, about um, Flanagan being involved in the England squad. The only thing I'd say about that, I mean, I, I, again, you, you probably put this down to negativity, <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't watch England play if they were in my back garden, but yeah. um, 
I, I don't want any Everton players near the England squad if I can help it. Having said that, I mean, obviously Baines is in there. Yeah. You'd probably make a case of him getting in there ahead of Ashley Cole, who's probably Maybe definitely. Before. How can he not, Dave? Yeah. How can he? We, we were saying we, on the we way, me and John. Before, didn't we? How can he not be? You know, mm. the, he's playing every week. He's out. He's probably the outstanding fullback in the Premier League, in my opinion. How can he not be? Yeah. Ashley Cole, for me, Ashley Cole arguably shouldn't be on the plane. Mm. Shouldn't be on the plane. Oh, experienced player. What a load of rubbish. You've got an experienced manager. You've got an experienced skipper. You've got. Ten other experienced players in that squad, vastly experienced players. Why do you need him? For me, it's it's a space. He can only play left back. He can't play anywhere else. So why would you take that up? You look at it, thirty men he's picked. I mean, thirty is a hell of a lot for one friendly. Lot, yeah. In the midweek against Denmark, yeah. it's Premier League fixtures coming up at the weekend. You know, you've got Stephen Corker in there. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, there's lads in there who aren't going to get anywhere near that plane. You'd probably say, wouldn't yeah. you, John? So yeah. why is he in there just based on that reason alone? I've, I've no idea. Honestly, don't know. I think, I think the back end of this, well, the last what six, six weeks or so, he's been possibly one of our better players mm. consistently. Anyway, mm. when I seen him in the the, the derby, the three all good this earlier this season. I mean, I was licking my lips when I seen Manalas up against him, and he was fantastic. I think he was one of Liverpool's best players on the day. And I think he was. Yeah, mm. I think he was M O M money on the day for Liverpool. If you can prove that in a Merseyside derby, then you know. Fantastic, puts you in fantastic stead yeah. for the rest of your career. I mean, yeah. you've seen similarly on, on the other side of the coin, Ross Barkley, how he sort of didn't have the best derby in Anfield. That's really affected him recently in his mm. form for Everton. So, mm. I mean, I think it is unfortunate for not to get him, but yeah. then again, I mean, he's made 15 league appearances this season. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he hasn't got time on his side, but yeah, what do you suggest when Enrique's back? Is I mean, there's real competition there, obviously, but. Yeah. There's probably an argument to say that he's probably the first choice now. Would you oh, say that? Oh, you Not know what? Definitely. I mean, look at Martin Kelly. You, 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 and this is the thing that, that's really impressed me with Flano is he's gone up against Martin Kelly, seeing him off. Now they're playing Glenn Johnson left back. Has he seen him off? Well, well if if Glenn played right back, then Flano could play left back because he's played there in the derby, Dave, didn't he? Mm. Um, Andre Wisdom been farmed out on loan to Derby County, seeing him off. You know, so you look at that and you're thinking, yeah, why why shouldn't the kid be around the England side? If you're playing regularly, but not only playing regularly, playing as well as John Flanagan is for Liverpool, who are third in the division or whatever it is, um, why aren't you involved? I mean, I looked at Luke Shaw, and I was the other side of the pitch, but let me just try and make it a little bit of a comparison. The kid has had a good season, but Flano's had an excellent one. He's a good player, as is Flan. Mm -hmm. Great prospects as well. Potentially two of them top draw. They could be, be England's yep. fullbacks for, for donkey's years, in my opinion, given the opportunity. But look at Shaw, you know, you look at Shaw's form. I, I thought he was poor. Mm. Saturday, I didn't think he was great. I wasn't really impressed. No. Fit uh, kid, powerful, quick. Some of his crossing went awry, some of his passing went awry. Flano was impeccable. But again, you know, people talk about form going into World Cups, Dave, and, and all this, and, and how important it is. I understand why they say it, but but then, how many times have we have we witnessed in European Championships and in World Cups players bouncing into World Cups with great form? A shocking. Yeah. So 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 what's form? What it, nothing? It doesn't matter. It's funny. Um, Neil always says this on all the game. He always says forms a myth. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about the day and the occasion. Exactly, it is a myth. Well it is a myth because how many times has that happened? And it, so here's the thing for me: if I'm Roy Hudson, I sit down, I look, I look at fire. Desire, unflappability, composure, ability, you know, pace, power, all these different things. I look at all that. How good are you in a team dynamic? Are you, are you a bit of a selfish player? Are you a bit greedy? Uh, you know, will you put yourself on the line for the team? All these sorts of things. John Flanagan will do all of them. I think, so I think for me, 
he should be on I'm not sure he'll go, but I think he should be he should certainly be in this this sort of lead up squad. Um but again going on form, look at Ross Barkley. Mm. As you said, he's effective. Exactly. He, he, for me, again, irrespective of whether he plays for the rest of the season, he should be nailed on to be on that plane going yeah. to going to Brazil. I, so form for me, I agree with Neil. It's a myth. Yeah, we've had a couple of tweets in uh, Danny Vars on Twitter says do the guys and, and you, Sandy, agree with Phil Thompson's assessment that Liverpool played a bit like Barca and Real Madrid on, on Saturday? I don't know if that's a bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> is he a blue, uh, Jack? I think he is a blue. <laughs> is he, yeah. Yeah. Is he, he me up, is he? Yeah. I think he's a blue. Yeah, well, we've, I've, I've had a hook in my mouth a few times on this show. <laughs> You're not getting a bite, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liverpool in general, I mean... It, the second now in the league, Shangi. Uh, second, I said third. Apologies. See, look, see how much of a blue I yeah, am. Well, uh, it's not like what we think in the transfer window still open last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I connected him once. I thought I'll have to let that one slide. Yeah. I couldn't I wait to get them the, on it after though. I couldn't wait to get the daggers in after the show last week. Um, uh, Lowy, we love you, son. You I'm, know the score. I mean, I, I'm I'm petrified of what Liverpool are doing at the moment. Uh, four mm. points off top. Uh, and and you look at the fixtures. They've got to have Chelsea at Anfield. They've got to have Man, uh, City. Man City, which I think is going to be a, a real classic game, a real battle of of, of tactics. There, little not, not to mention Mourinho going to Anfield. Mm. Um, I, I think they're in such a good place now. Liverpool. The unfortunate thing, Sangi, is this like massive break to the Man United game, and then I think you've got four games in fourteen days after that. So. It, it, it's a real mixed bag. I mean, when you're in this sort of form, this sort of momentum, John, you know, you probably yeah. want the games to keep coming thick and fast because you haven't got the pressures of cup football, you haven't got Champions League. You probably want the games to keep coming on a weekly basis. No, yeah, I don't understand where you're coming from there, but I think it can go both ways. I think yeah. there's some players that would be a bit relieved that they've got a break this week so they can have a little bit of rest. I thought Casino was a bit slack on Saturday. Mm. Like, yeah, I'm a massive fan of the player, but I think he looked a bit tired. And I think coming this week, I think a break for him will do him the world of good. And so then, then he can be refreshed. Because United have got a game at the weekend, haven't they? Yeah. So we'll be ref- well, Liverpool will be refreshed and um, be ready for the week after. I thought uh, Stephen Gerrard's comments were funny, Sandy, after the game when he said he was asked, uh, he was talking about Su- uh, Suarez was standing next to him and he was talking about you know the SAS and all that. <laughs> and he says, uh, if people want to play 2v2 with them, all the best. <laughs> and <laughs> then above the cheeks. <laughs> exactly. And and as Han, Alan Hansen said, um, the best pen, he said it months ago, best pen in the Premier League. And I think it was Robbie Savage argued out, oh, it's, it's Rooney Van Persie. I think Alan Hansen's been proved correct because they've got a mix of everything. You know, it's it, and they are a joy to watch. Mm. I think they're getting on really well. Uh, you know, sometimes when you get a, a pair and a striker's Dave, who are, who are t- you know, two big characters, two really good players... I think sometimes, depending on character um, and attitude, they can sort of conflict because they're mm-hmm. trying to be outdo the other one. But I think because they, they've both got assists in the locker as well, how many times will... I mean, it'd be interesting looking at the stats of how yeah. many times Suarez has assisted Sturridge this year and how many times Sturridge has assisted Suarez. So they're back and forth and they're working as a great team. And because they're both getting their own individual successes as a team, that form, you know, to get, uh, the togetherness, forms a great bond bet- between them as a parent. And they're just... I mean, they're just insatiable at the minute. They're just unbelievable. Um, and long may it continue. How long it goes on mm. for, God only knows. It's the business end of the season now. And you'd like to think, 
given what we've seen before, early part of the season or, or, or up to now, that, that there's no reason why they shouldn't continue that. Absolutely no reason. Yeah. Because, and again, you look at top-class players, you, you look at defenders and say, well, we'll stop them. Yeah, we know what they're all about. We see them every week and, and, and video analysis and all these things now where they'll try and plan and, and, and look at their weaknesses. I'm not sure you can plan for that ability because they can play off the cuff. They've got everything in the locker, so it's really, really tough to play against. Mm. And the, I mean, they have they've been an absolute pleasure to watch, haven't they? It's Even being a blue, you must admire no, them from no, afar, Dave. Uh, mate, honestly, I, you, you, you do drool over them because you, you wish you had it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I've always exactly. said that about yeah. Suarez and I've always been criticised for it, but... I can't stand Luis Suarez, but <laughs> if he was in Everton's side, mate, I, this I, is the I'd, thing, be, I think I'd, I'd be just jumping off this tower every week with excitement. With them. Um, it, it's funny though, John, isn't it? That you know, you've you've got two strikers like that. That I, I, I hate to use the phrase "get out of jail," but when you contrast yeah. that with how calamitous the defender was, say against Swansea, for instance, I know they sorted it against Southampton, but it's testament to them that Liverpool are still second in the league with a defence that's been. Shambolic at times. Yeah, without a doubt. I think um, a couple of seasons ago when we were, we were lacking in firepower after Torres went and Suarez come in, but he wasn't firing straight away. I think uh, with the two of them, and then they've been outstanding. And I think it is. You, know, you look at like Skirtle and Aga, and they'll be made up that they've got Suarez and storage up top. Mm. They'll be thinking, all right, if we get a goal, fair enough. But if we get a goal against us, we're going to score two. Just before we, we go to a break, Sandy, I want to ask you a little bit more about Aga. Yeah. Um, the Everton talk is coming for those who are criticising and saying get a blue ghost <laughs> in the show. Oh, the just talk... pull the reins a bit, blues were coming. Come the, on. The Everton talk is coming, I promise hey, we you. We had the show literally th- half an hour, a good part and a half minimum on Everton. No one was complaining then, Dave. It's patronising, though. It's n- oh, <laughs> not necessarily even from we, you. Not necessarily even when from we you. talk about it, we can't do right. It's It's... Hoddersall with Joe Max Moore. It's Lowy with <laughs> it's Lowy with no strikers since Franny Jeffers. I can I can put up with you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> nice uh, one, Dave. The, the, the thing about Aga, um, uh, it was interesting talking to Neil last week. He was saying he sort of um, felt as if he was not so much a big time Charlie, but he sort mm. of played for himself in a lot of games in terms of. You know, you'd see him turn up against Fernando Torres against Chelsea. He'd have the game of his life against yeah. him, yeah. and then possibly be a little bit complacent. He sort of thinks he's on his way out. Um, how do you see him fitting into Liverpool going forward? Because Rodgers isn't afraid to just pulling the plug on him, is he? No, he won't be afraid to pull the plug. I mean, there's the thing as well is they've got Saka as a left-sided centre back. Mm. Is your replacement? Will he compliment him? Can you play the two together? My last point, probably not. So you'd argue that Saka was, go- you know, he's, he's going to step in there mm. and, and and maybe see him off. We hear all the rumours, don't we? I mean, football's a village. Daniel Agger's on so much money, they want him out. He's not valued. Doesn't really love football. I, for me, you've got to judge him on his performances, Dave. And I, you know, I, I can sort of understand where Neil Atkins is coming from, but I slightly disagree because if you're going to be selfish and play for you, well, that tells me then, as a as a viewer of football, you've got to you've got to put it in. If you're, why are you playing for yourself? Are you playing for a new contract? Are you playing for a move? Are you, are you playing for a better circumstance? You're not playing to, to get yourself your, your contract ripped up or to get yourself half money, are you? Mm. So in for for the for the time, you've got to play for Liverpool to get where you need to be or where you want to be. You've got to play well. Well, that only benefits the club. But I can understand in terms of the money. You, see, as a club now, Liverpool aren't, aren't of the ri- <coughs> of the riches that they once were. Mm. So they've got to look to try and get value for money at every turn. And that, to me, is the big, the most important thing. As fans, we've got to look at, at our clubs, Liverpool and Everton, and judge all our players and go, have we ever got value for money on this player? And they're always great debating points, I think. I think for Liverpool, Daniel Agger for six million quid, or whatever it was he cost, I think I'm right, 
Twitter always yeah. corrects me, but <laughs> I think I'm right. Eight, nine years ago is excellent value for money. Are his wages now, if he's on a room with 120 odd plus, probably not for him. Yeah. But 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 again, the key point, Dave, if you if you sell him. Who are you bringing in to replace well, him and what are you going to pay? Man City come in with 20 million for him last season. If he come in this summer, would you take it? You know what? If, if that was if that was a definite last year, I'd have took it then. If yeah. I was Brendan Rodgers, I'd have took it then. John? Um, I would. Personally, no. I like Aga. I think you need an Aga in the back. You took line. 20 mil? No. It's a lot of money, that. No, you know, I, I you think you need an Aga in the back. Line. On the planet Do you know what the deal really, 20 million quid, though. The really interesting you thing you mentioned is that love of football. And I think that's absolutely essential if you're a centre half because you've got to love the rough. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be. And if yeah. he's, you've if, got to love that boom, haven't you? If he sees it as a bit of a chore, yeah. and you know, that's a great point. That he, he is, he is like white boots won't get dirty type of defender. <laughs> I'd like to say he loves to come out march and he loves them carpet pitches at the start oh, of the season. He loves you. But I'm going to say stride and a big shot. I'm going to say the big stereotype. Rainy night at Stoke in the middle, <laughs> middle of December. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think Daniel Agger's up for it. Maybe that's a little bit harsh. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get to a break. It's extra time on City Talk 105.9. We're back shortly. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. See what happens when you have a pro doing it. Uh, <laughs> so much better, isn't it? I've enjoyed it tonight, it's a, Dave. To be yeah, honest, it's extra time. It's uh, Dave Downey, who I'm here for another hour. If you enjoy my dulcet <laughs> tones with Neil Atkinson coming up in about 15 minutes' time, Neil Sand and, and John McKillop. Um, we're going to talk Everton now, and probably going to continue talking Everton for the next hour and 15 minutes if I have my <laughs> way. I know Neil likes a good Everton chat as well, or the Ev as he calls them. The Ev, yeah. Uh, very important win, Sangi, uh, against West Ham. I thought it was massive simply because. Any faint hopes we still have of getting fourth are still clinging on to. Clean sheet. Uh, Lukaku looked fresh as a daisy as well. So, and, and he got two home games to come against Swansea and Cardiff. And then an away match against Fulham. I think 12 points is, is a minimum. <laughs> I know it's actually to push for fourth still. Mm. But more importantly, it'll probably bridge. It'll probably make a, a wider gap between Everton and Man United. Well, that's what you got to look at as well, haven't you? Mm. Because you know you don't want that pressure of of somebody chasing you, somebody as big as a Man United. Again, you know, you, you look at the significance we said as well. I think we said it off air about the, the the you know Man City winning the final yesterday. It's six place, places Europa League now, isn't it? Mm. So again, really important. You've just got to stay in there. But you're right. I think why, why should Everton lose focus of fourth? Why should they? Um, I can hear Lowy screaming in his radio now. <laughs> I love the fact he can do nothing about it, though. <laughs> oh, Dave, listen, he'll have a say next know, week. Yeah, know, you don't will. worry about he's that. He's writing it down. If now. I know Lowy, yeah, he's, well, he's either writing it down or making a mental he's note to get names, on. Yeah. No, but again, uh, you made another great point there. Um, Lukaku looked refreshed. And and you look at him coming on, and you look at. And it was only a brief little look at uh, Lucina Traore. Totally different. Totally different. You look, it's stronger, it's more athletic. Mm. There's more direction. There's more threat. Just really, really impressed with, with his with his performance when he came on. Um, and again, t- two defeats on the bounce. Everton leading in. Three. Is it a mm. mini crisis? Two. You can swallow that. Mm. You know, because the, the, there were a couple of decent performances in those two losses, by the way, and a couple of patches in those games where I thought Everton were impressive. So to get two defeats, it's, it's sometimes a little bit gone. Mm. You think, well. You take maybe a couple of draws, or you'd maybe even nick a draw. You think, well, all right, well, fair enough. So to get back on track was dead important, mm. and a West Ham side as well in a little bit of a resurgence as well. Yeah. So, mm. so listen, great, great win. Gets gets people bouncing again. And, and I've said before on the show, we want Merseyside teams. We want it back to the to the mid and oh, late eighties. Yeah. We do, and we're in we're in the process of it. 
Is this year a little bit too early for us to, to both kick on and do it? Mm. Probably. But you know what? The future's bright, in it? Yeah. And that's what we want. It's an early interesting point, John, because I was talking to some friends earlier this week and, and I was saying it. it's funny you see Liverpool second oh. Everton perhaps going for the Champions League spot. And you look for the last three or four years, we've been bickering over who's best in sixth and seventh. It sort of, <laughs> it sort of feels like a, a storm in a teacup thing, doesn't it? Yeah, there is like the bickering sea seems yeah. to simmer down at the moment because we're doing so well. And, and like Sangi said, it is great to see. I'm made up and, and the city's buzzing at the moment by the fact that we've got two great teams and mm. we've got two of the best uh, young managers, I think, in Europe. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully yeah. next season they'll be able to show what they can do in Europe as well and, and I'm excited for that. No, um, that's a you know, great, great point as well. You know, mm. the other is two great sides. I think as well, I go back to this dogs of war thing at Everton and all that. To me, that's it. It was probably it was probably fairish at the time, but you know what? Everton was the school of science. So to get back to that, that's mm. what it was named when I signed a young player. It was yeah. the school of science. The back to that now, and this is the thing. As a fan, you might be starved of trophies o o over the years and whatever else. So the least you deserve, in my opinion, is a Roberto Martinez um, side that's going to play a great style of football. Mm. And you've got that attacking prowess now. You've got you've got them winning it high up the pitch. You've got you, you know you've got that ability. You've got something a little bit different with your Morales, your Ross Barkleys, your McGeady's now Pianars. There's attacking prowess there. It's phenomenal to see, and that to me is really important. You know, if you're an Evertonian. Really, really important to see, Dave. Looking, looking ahead to the summer. I mean, obviously, when Moyes left in the summer last summer, uh, everyone was saying it, it's look, it's a watershed moment forever. And this is, you know, what direction do we go in here? Yeah. In many ways, I think this summer's even. And more. many didn't want Martinez, by exactly. the way, and, oh, they, and they've all won the next in, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line. So I, I didn't want him. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a bland choice. I thought it was the yeah. easy option. Yeah. He's proved us all wrong, and, and <laughs> great credit to him for that. But in many ways, I think this summer coming up is probably a little bit more important than last summer. Consider the fact you've Definitely. got Lukaku, probably he's not going to stay. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got a massive striking issue there, I think. Yeah. Um, you've got a few ageing players there, the likes of Pina coming up to, he's over 30. Um, you know, you, I mean, you, distance Peter Pan, and he listen, yeah, he's, 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 he's going to another 10 years left in <laughs> him in distance. I, I, think, I think John Stones uh, is going to be massive for Everton. Different. I've heard, what? Uh, a good I've heard he was outstanding. I know a few was. friends of mine go to the game every yeah. week and he said he was an absolute shining light. Yeah, on I meant to ask you, did you see Andy Cuddle's finger? No. I was dislocated, didn't You need he? to go on, on Twitter and just, oh, just type in up, Andy Cuddle's finger, mate, and he had to swear is to it, It's going to make me oh. after my tea. <laughs> 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 it really is. Let me have my tea first. It really is. But, um, contrary to your popular belief, I am optimistic about the end of this Good season. Good lads, I love it. I Come think, on. I think we'll get Arsenal back to Goodison and I, I think we'll beat them. Um, I, Dave, I me and you, I'm going to come with you. Well, can I come with you to the Arsenal you can game? Do, mate, yeah. you. Come on, let's go and we'll we'll sit there and we'll enjoy it together. Just, I'll be hiding, mate. I'll be hiding. <laughs> no, I'll, be use, I'll be using the you to cover sunshine me eyes. and positivity. I'll be filling you, mate. Yeah. Come on, son. Uh, but you know, Evan, we've got some big home games coming up as well. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal on the horizon again in the league. Yeah. Man United as well. You know, there's there's still scope for I think plenty of optimism in terms of first of all catching Spurs, who mm. are five ahead. Mm. You've got a game in hand against Crystal Palace, which is probably going to come in April. Um, you know, if you can just still hang on to Liverpool's coattails, like I said, you take nine points from the next nine, which will be in 12 out of 12, then, you know, if, if Liverpool do the same, then fair enough, it's, pro it's, it's probably out of sight. But you say, you look at Liverpool, maybe take six, maybe seven, eight, then Everton are right back in there on their coattails. And the other thing you can't forget, Arsenal, in a bit of free fall, yeah. who's to say they can't be caught? 
Definitely. Well, that, that's exactly right. And that's the thing is, we, we, you know, all cliches, game by game. Mm. Everton have got to do that. Cup finals. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 we've got to, yeah, <laughs> 10 cup finals, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's got a semblance of truth in that. Um, but I think here's the thing. I think Roberto Martinez and the player, you made a point before about, you know, the first season, this and that and the other. Arguably, it'll be harder next year. Of course it will. So, for me... If, if, if I'm an Everton, if I'm Roberto Martinez, if I'm a player, I'm looking at this saying, what a great journey we're on. What yeah. a great journey. We've got next year to build again mm. as well, but what a great journey. And and in, in, in essence, Everton have got no real pressure for me. Mm. I think they can just go out like Liverpool. Yeah. This is a fair season where, or, or one of one of another season, maybe, I'd probably say another season where Liverpool's expectation were fourth would be a bonus. And the, 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 there shouldn't be many Liverpool yeah. fans who disagree with that. Fourth would be a bonus, given what they'd spent and all the rest of it. Um, so to find them where they are, in with a, a real genuine chance of the title, is a bonus. Yeah. Everton where they are, arguably a bonus. So guess what? Go and play and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, if Liverpool are going to win a title, it's not being burdened with the pressure. If Everton are going to go and nick fourth place, it's not with the burden of pressure. Yeah. It's going out and enjoying your football. Free-flowing, because that's their style. I don't think you can play an attacking, creative, free-flowing brand of football when you've got that real pencil pressure, that real sort of fear of losing and conceding goals. And that's been a joy to watch with both sides of the season. So, for me, Everton are sitting really pretty. I'd like to, I'd venture to say... They should be nailed on for sixth, nailed on for European football, which again throws it. If you embrace Europa League, it could throw a few quid mm. in the coffers and that helps Roberto Martinez acquire some decent players in the summer because they've got the European competition. But it also throws them a little bit more money because the club will be able to look and go, do you know what? We can budget for making the qualifiers, getting mm. through them, maybe making knockout stages. We could have a decent season. It could be six or eight to ten million mm. quid more in our coffers. So Evan have got to play with no fear and enjoy the, uh, enjoy the rest of the season. And I honestly believe, as I say, that, that going into next season there'll be massive strides forward for, yeah. for, for them absolutely right I was going to say I think it's massively important that uh, Martin has replaces the loans that he's yeah. got in this season because they've been outstanding for me Yeah, they'll know on. that they won't they? And the scout, you like to think the scouting network now is working tirelessly speaking to agents speaking to club owners yeah. abroad here wherever trying to get their, their, their sort of signings lined up but again it's always exciting times mm. I think dead interested to see what's going to happen but he's going to have to cut it short there because, you know, the big show's coming up and uh, <laughs> I've really enjoyed... we're going to stay on, John, <laughs> I, I've really enjoyed my step down. Sorry, <laughs> step across this week to extra time. John, have you enjoyed yourself, mate? I have, mate? in the first 30 seconds when I messed up there. <laughs> Can I just say... Get great, your dictionary out for next time, mate. Great debut from the McKillop. I've got to say, fair yeah. play. Some shows some good composure in the end. I'm, I mean, it's been a while since me and you have been on together, Absolutely hasn't it? Absolutely loved so it, mate. Fully Brilliant. enjoyed it. Lowy, if you're listening, you've got competition, mate. <laughs> uh, extra time is back. Same time, same place next week. Stay tuned for All in the Game with uh, sorry, it's me again and <laughs> Neil Atkinson. We'll see you in a few minutes. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.